0: Hey, Michelle. Oh, right. Welcome, everybody. Hey. Uh, I am Michelle from Consolidated Planning Group. I have noon, so we will go ahead and get started. Ashley or Jan, did one of you want to start off and say hello? Sure. Hey, Michelle. I'm Ashley Naylor. I'm at Friendswood High School and with FISD. And today's event is sponsored by the school districts in Galveston and Brazoria counties. We're excited to welcome back Michelle Morris from Consolidated Planning Group. She'll be speaking with us today on ideas for planning and preparing for college. Thank you for joining us and welcome, Michelle. Thank you so, so much for having me today. Um, I love Friendswood. I have a kind of a funny story. I grew up in Indiana. uh, kind of near Chicago, but in Indiana. And when I was about six years old, my family took a trip to visit my mom's best friend in Friendswood. And we went to NASA and we went to Galveston and Astro World and all of that stuff. And then years and years and years later, I ended up moving to the Houston area. And it's just so wild that I've been here before as a small child. Um, so I guess life has a funny way of repeating itself. <laughs> anyway, um, if you've been to any of our webinars in the past, you, you might know the drill. But for those of you who are new here, I want to let you know that... Um, We are in webinar mode, which means that we can't see you or hear you, but you can use the chat box to put any comments or questions that you would like to ask. I'm happy uh, to answer them. I'll get to as many questions uh, that I possibly can get to. And please, if I... Seem like I'm ignoring your question. Just understand that I'm probably about to get to it or, you know, I know that in a couple slides we're going to get there. So I am keeping an eye on the chat box. So so please don't worry. Um, We are recording today's webinar and we will be putting it on our YouTube channel and on our new podcast. So if you're listening on our podcast and you would like a copy of the slides, you can email us at contact at cpgcares.net. And we will email you um, the slides from today. There's a lot of links that we're going to show. um, And once you receive the slide deck later on today, you'll be able to click on all of those links and go to all the things that I'm sharing with you today. So today, um, you know, a little bit about Consolidated Planning Group. We're located in Houston. We serve all of Texas and even several other states across the United States. Uh, We help families with special needs planning. You know, there's over 250,000 uh, financial planners throughout the United States, but there's only about 150, not 150,000, just 150 who specialize in uh, special needs planning. You know, it's a very nuanced thing. There's a lot you need to know, and most financial advisors don't know this stuff. So, some of the things that we help with things like protection plans for your family, lifetime care planning, uh, transition planning, ABLE accounts, and of course, advocacy. Um, The owner of Consolidated Planning Group, her name is Allison Scoberg. She has four kids and two of them have special needs. So when her girls were growing up and um, Coming into the teenage years, really, she was just overwhelmed by how complicated this all was and how little she knew about what she needed to do. And she said, you know, I'm a I'm a financial advisor. I, this is my life, this is my job. I should know all these things. Um, but and if it's so complicated for me, I can't imagine how other parents are dealing with this. So that's why we educate and we present these free webinars on a weekly basis. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about college planning for special needs families. Um, So again, with, with everything, there are just some differences and some nuances that you need to keep in mind as you choose your path towards uh, secondary education. Um, one thing we want you to keep in mind is that all kids are different. Um, some kids, you know, they, they know from an early age what they want to do. They go straight to college after high school. They've chosen their path um, throughout their lives. Some are, you know, very driven. They're in honors classes and they're just ready to go. Others may be, um, Maybe they know what they want to do. For example, my son has always known that music was his future. He went through high school. He went away to college and ended up um, deciding that college wasn't right for him because he was already on his path. Um, my other son has graduated high school and decided that he didn't want to go straight to college like some traditional uh plans do and it's it's fine whatever your child decides to do just keep an open mind and understand that you know there there's a different path for everybody they're not behind they're just on a different path um they are where they are so maybe rather than stepping right into a four-year traditional go away to college type of scenario, maybe your child would um, would benefit from a transition program or um, testing the waters with a trade school or a couple hours at a community college. Uh, maybe they are ready for a university degree program or a certificate program or earning a license in something um, might be a, a good path for them. Maybe just taking, you know, one or two or three college courses at a time, so that they're not, um, you know, taking a full course load. Maybe, maybe for your child, it might be better if they live at home instead of going onto a large campus, or maybe a small school is better than a larger one. These are all things to consider as you're thinking about the path to secondary education. Um, There are other organizations that you can partner with that can help your child have an easier time living on campus. We'll talk about that. Um, The Texas Workforce Commission offers a great program that we'll talk about called Vocational Rehab. And, you know, you want to think about their career path and the ideal work settings for your child um, and, and have them have that conversation with them, you know, what do they enjoy doing, and what do they really, really dislike? and what are challenge, what's a challenge for them and what are their strengths? And making sure that that work environment they're they're considering is going to fit those. Um, so through the research, we have learned that there are six traits that students with a learning disability need to succeed. And really, I mean, these are important for all students to have, but, you know, training, not training your child, but helping educate your child and helping them work through some of these ideas would be great for them before they're set off into the world, you know? Self-awareness is the first thing. Um, Goldberg's study found that successful students showed awareness of their strengths and weaknesses in both academic and non-academic areas. So, you know, we, we try to pump our kids up and tell them that they're great and be enthusiastic for them and encourage them and you know, be their cheerleaders, but they have to understand too what they're good at and what they're not so good at areas where they can improve and how they can work through some of the obstacles that they may face, whether it be social anxiety or, um, you know, their, their learning differences or a physical difference, um, so that they understand how to how to get through it, how to make the best of their situation. They need to be proactive. Um, You know, people, especially in college, it's not like high school, middle school, elementary school, where there are so many people whose job it is to look out for your student. All of a sudden, they have to kind of take the reins and realize it's their bus to drive. Um, They have to look out for themselves a little more, maybe set up meetings with their counselors or their professors or their resident advisors, you know, whatever uh, supports are there for them. They need to learn how to reach out and um, how to persevere. Perseverance, that's the next thing. You know, it gets a lot harder in college and things are a lot different. One thing that struck me, and this is so silly, but I would have never even thought it, is that um, my very first semester of college, I started my my classes. I did my schedule, and I started everything at 8 a.m., just like in high school, and then I met with my guidance counselor or my advisor, and they said, do you like early mornings? And I said, no, I hate mornings. I am not a morning person at all. And they said, well, then why did you schedule yourself for 8 a.m. classes? I just thought you had to. I didn't even think about it. So persevering through those obstacles, pushing through, talking to different people, trying things more than once don't give up right away you know you are going to be learning as you go even if it's simple little things like setting your own schedule you're learning as you go and you can't just give up right away so helping helping to get your child to understand that they're going to have to persevere they're going to have to set their own goals managing their coursework um, Thinking about, you know, getting things done on time, getting grades that they want, Um, you know, maybe their goal is that they're going to get a certain grade or get um, a certain amount of coursework done before a certain time period, graduate within a certain time frame, Um, helping them learn to set their own goals, set their own calendars is going to be very important. Um, The presence and the use. So they have to know that they're there and they have to actually use the social support systems. Um, I know a lot of times they may say, oh, there's there's a clinic on campus. I know that there is. I know that it's there. I know that it's on the third floor of that building. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they will also use it when they need it. Helping them recognize, you know, hey, uh, it sounds like it might be a good time to go talk to your advisor, or it might be a good time to go talk to the, um, the clinic about your cold. Or, you know, I've noticed that you seem to be stressed out. Maybe you should go to talk to the student services center. They might know that it exists. But not use it, so they have to understand that it's there to help. These resources are available to students, and they're there for them. And then coping strategies. You know, college is a big, big change. If they go away to school, that's a huge change. So they're going through a lot of uh, changes all at once, and it can be overwhelming. And we're talking about. Everything from living with roommates instead of parents or cooking for themselves, um, making their own schedules, figuring, remembering and going to classes. When do they need to go? Uh, Do they have a job to balance as well? It's a lot. I'm sorry, my lips are so dry. I just had to get some um, lip balm on there. Anyway, again, Feel free to put your questions in the chat box as I'm going. So what what about college and work accommodations? So like I said, when you're in uh, school, up through high school, there are things like your art, your IEP, all kinds of stuff like that, that the school helps you and identifies kids who need help and it's part of their job. Once you go to college, your IEP and your accommodations that you have in high school don't necessarily follow you straight to college. So it's important, really important that you know what accommodations your child needs and that they know what accommodations they need and why they need these accommodations. Um, colleges have an office of disability, but they're not all created equal. So as you're thinking about which college might be a good fit for your student, you want to get in touch with their offices of disability. Talk to them and see um, you know, what how robust is their program? Are they just, you know, one person in a cubicle who really doesn't do much? Or do they actually, you know, take charge and get out there and help and have programs and um, give advice and guidance? Um, you know, you you wanna check into things before you make a determination about which school is going to be right for you. Um, as you're planning, on you know your your SAT and ACT exams your AP exams now those are back in high school you can have accommodations for those you need to reach out to um, for AP exams I think it's ETS the educational training services for SAT and ACT ah, gosh I forgot what the name is of who who proctors those, but if you reach out to those companies, they'll be able to help you get accommodations set up. Um, Like I said, you need to know what you're asking for and why you need it, but they can help you. There can also be accommodations for college courses and graduate level exams, and even um, things like, if you're getting a real estate license, maybe your real estate exam or um, things like that. You have to check the requirements early on those and be prepared. So you wanna call ahead and find out, you know, later on this year, my, my child is going to be taking the ACT or SAT. What, what can we do? They have these accommodations in high school. Um, what accommodations are they allowed to use during the test? For college courses, you know, you what are the requirements of the school? Uh, Do they need updated testing? You know, we we generally recommend that you have testing done every three to five years when it comes to things like um, medical um, IQ testing, testing to see or assessments to see where where the child is, if this is still something that they need an accommodation for, or if, you know, that they've moved beyond that as they're developing um because yeah that 504 and the IEP don't just transfer over so work with your office of disability at the college know what your child needs to succeed and really you kind of have to be a squeaky wheel once your kid gets into college it's kind of going to be a lot more on them colleges don't want to talk to parents the way that elementary or even high school uh does they're, they're willing to call and say, you know, Mrs. Smith, Johnny did this and that today, or Johnny needs this for school, or he needs to do that. Um, that gets less and less and less throughout the years. And, and by the time they're in college, the schools expect the students to self-advocate and to know what they want and know what they need and why they need it. So sometimes working with your students, you know, um, Allison says that as her daughters were growing up, she would kind of prep them as they're going to a doctor's appointment. Say, now, I want you to talk to the doctor and tell him um, what you need or or her. Tell, tell the doctor what you're experiencing. So let's practice that. Why don't you tell me what you've been experiencing and what your diagnoses in the past have been? And, and tell me so that When you get in front of the doctor, you can tell them. So you practice, you role play and you prep your child to be able to do these things. Um, Also important to know a big difference when you go away to college is that the child, I mean, they're always going to be our babies, but technically they're adults now. And you need a FERPA, F-E-R-P-A, or a power of attorney to uh, To be able to speak to the school about things related to your child. Uh, the FERPA is the release for school um, records and things like that. And then the power of attorney will help if something, heaven forbids, happens to your child when they're away um, to make sure that you know and you can talk to maybe if they have to go to the hospital, you can talk to the doctors about their medical care or whatever. Um, I see in the chat box colleges will require a formal letter from the pediatrician to implement um, accommodations along with the deficits and diagnoses. So they do need to know what's going on, have a letter from the doctor and really um, have that formal letter on hand. So you might. One thing that we always say is that. You want to talk to your doctor ahead of time and let them know what's required so that they know what to put in these letters. Or you could say, you know, I would like to see my child's record and know what you're going to tell people, or if somebody requests my child's record what you're going to tell them, because you wanna make sure it's all in there correctly. You know, as adults, we maybe don't want the doctor to put everything on our record because maybe we don't want the insurance company to know or or something like that. But when you have a child with a disability, you wanna make sure that it is all documented properly. Um, When it comes to work, there are accommodations Uh, reasonable accommodations are required as long as it does not cause undue hardship to the employer. So for more clarification about what that all means and what are they talking about undue hardship, you can check the Department of Labor website or the Job Accommodation Network, and they can help with that. So what about... um, what what college programs are out there after high school well there's a lot of great programs meant for students who are maybe on a on a non-traditional path um strive program at alvin community college the vast academy at houston community college now we uh in this program i'm going to show you a lot of different uh options like these programs, different scholarship options, transition programs. We don't work for any of them and they don't work for us, but these are great programs that we have heard about and we have learned about by being part of the special needs community for so long. And you can take these lists and you can go look into them. You can think about which college has programs that are in the fields that your child wants to study. Where are they located? Do you want your student to be closer to home so that maybe they can spend some time more time at home? Um, you know, the costs of different college, the level of expectation, you know, how competitive is this school? So you want to look at all of those things and then also look at these programs that they offer. Um, an Aggie Achieve program and PASS program at Texas A&M. Sam Houston State has a good program. And I've even heard that um, Texas State in San Marcos is starting a program that is similar to Aggie Achieve. Uh, there's the E4 Texas program at UT Austin. All of these great things that you should look up and you should find out more about so that you're, you can learn about them for your students. Um, There is an assessment called the TSI, the Texas Success Initiative Assessment. Um, There's a link there. So like I said, when you get these slides later, you'll be able to click the link and check things out. and, and learn more about this, but the Texas state legislator enacted this initiative that is designed to determine your students' readiness for college level coursework. So maybe they feel ready, maybe you think they're ready, but this can just give you a peek into, you know, what level of coursework are we talking about here? They can test, and it's not not a test in like their grade is going to follow them. It just gives you an idea, the general areas of reading, writing, and mathematics, how they're doing, and if they're ready for college level coursework. I guess that button isn't going to work. Okay. Uh, What about out of state educational options beyond high school. So we've talked about a lot of the in-state programs and I showed you that slide, that list, but what about out of state? So there's a website called thinkcollege.net, and this is a great website that tells you all different kinds of educational programs at universities all over the country. Um, And it's geared for students with an intellectual disability, so you can filter by state or the length of the program or what type of school or if students are required to live on campus, all of that kind of stuff. Find out who their office of disability is, how you contact them, what programs are available, what scholarships are available. All of that stuff. So thinkcollege.net is just fantastic. And you might be surprised to find out that a a private school in another state might be very affordable, more affordable than you would think. Everybody thinks, oh, the, the least expensive way to go to college is just to go to a state school or even a community college, which, you know, is typically true. But if you can get into a private school um, that will give you scholarships, you might find that the cost level evens out. You know, there are a lot fewer students applying for scholarships at private schools, um, whereas a state school is so big, so many people, it might be harder to get those scholarships and things. So just consider that. Don't, Don't immediately wipe private schools off of the list, um, just because you're afraid of the cost, you should wait until you apply, get that letter that says how much money they're going to be giving you your award letter, how much money they're going to give you for college, you can even, and many people don't know this, when you receive that letter, you can write them back and say, you know, this is very, very helpful and we thank you so much, but can we have more? <laughs> and they that's a negotiable number. People don't often know that. Uh, you can tell them maybe your school is in one of the top three that my student really wants to go to. However, your school is the most expensive and my child has received scholarship offers from these other schools. Would you be willing to offer maybe 5,000? Dollars more to push us into um, being able to definitively choose your school. You never know; they might say, "Yeah." So, just something to think about. Here's another resource for you. Now, Jody Glau is an independent educational consultant. She doesn't work with us, uh, but she does specialize in work working with students who have learning challenges. Um, They Look to help. She looks to help your student find the very best fit for them uh, when it comes to post secondary education. So she is called, her program is called Custom College Consulting, and her contact info is here. So you can get in touch with Jody if you want help in finding the best fit for which college fits your student. CLE, and that stands for the College Living Experience. This is another great program that's available out there. Um, it provides guidance and instruction in terms of academics and career development, independent living skills, and social development. Uh, you can look up that program. Uh, you can go to their website, experiencecle.com. You can call them, and they even offer a virtual open house um, to get more information about what they offer. Bloom Consulting is another another company that we refer people to because they're so good. Uh, They have a program called Campus Connections where they use a planning process and an assessment method to work with your child who attends a college or a post-secondary institution. They can be in person or they can do virtual Zoom training um, or classes. They provide an individualized support team for your student where they can help provide mentoring, guidance, navigational support. They can help empower students, you know, teaching them what they need to do, how to self-advocate, how to plan and prepare. Like I said earlier, um, you know, making a calendar of their coursework and and things like that. This is a great program. The cost is $1,000 per month, private pay. You can talk with your VR counselor, which we're gonna get to through the Texas Workforce Commission or through your child's high school. And they might be able to help pay for some of these services. Um, so that's that's really great if you can get them to help pay for it um, through through the VR program. Okay, I don't see any other questions coming up yet, so I'm going to keep plowing ahead. So that VR program, that is through Workforce Solutions. They provide training and education scholarships, um, helping students find high skill, high growth occupations. So they talk a lot about what, what do you want to study? And what will you make if you study this? And do they even need people in these fields? Or is it kind of an oversaturated feel, uh, field? Where do you go to get help to learn about these things? So they help with um, you know career exploration, what industry and occupations are hot right now, and what's kind of falling out of favor. Um, what would you get paid if you do A, B, or C? What are the projected job openings? Things like that. Um, And and what are the training requirements for this job? What education do you have to have? Is this something that can be done with a four-year degree or a certification or a license, or is it going to take a doctorate level degree? Um, so it really helps you and your child make informed decisions about career uh, opportunities and educational opportunities through um, through workforce solutions and their VR program. Whoops, they do pre employment transition services and training. You can sign your student up by going to this link. It's called VR Vocational Rehab. If Uh, your child has impediments toward, you know, to getting employed. Maybe they need to learn a little bit more about how to be on time, how to be a problem solver, how to um, make sure they're a team player, how to follow rules. This program can help. Even if they need training, that might include college training or programs like Bloom Consulting, uh, which is not connected. Bloom Consulting and workforce solutions are not the same thing, but through their vocational rehab, you know, if you say, my kid would be able to go to college if they had something like a mentor through Bloom Consulting, and then this group can say, okay, well, we can help you pay for that if that's what it's going to take to help your child be successful. Um, They start working with students at age 14. Uh, There's a summer earn and learn program where they help get them a job and train them on how to do it and kind of get them, get the feet wet in terms of being in the workforce. Um, they also help students understand, you know, not just, how to be a teen player, but once you start making money, how do you budget that? How do you use it wisely? Uh, what are their rights and responsibilities on the job? Um, internships, they help with that too. So definitely take a look at this. And like I said, there's links on this page that you can click the links and sign your student up for this. Okay, so the VR program can help you pay for some things, but what, I mean, college is not cheap. How are we going to pay for college? So here's some answers for you about that. First of all, you need to make sure you fill out your FAFSA. That is the Free Application for Federal Student Aid. Even if you think that you make too much or there's no way you're gonna get money from the the government, You need to fill that out because many colleges use that information when they're looking at giving away scholarship money. So it's available beginning October 1st every year, and you want to fill it out sooner rather than later. Even if you're not sure if your kid is going to go to college, maybe they're in college, but you're not sure if they're going to stay in Fill it out anyway because you know, people change their minds, and you never know if your child is going to change their mind or what they're going to decide when the time comes around. Um, and also, that money runs out the longer you wait. So, filling your FAFSA, they've made it really easy. You log in, and um, if you give the soft, the Uh, program permission, it will connect straight to your tax return if you file the tax return. Um, So it can connect to the IRS, pull your numbers straight over from your tax return. You don't even hardly have to look anything up. You do need to still have some numbers from your tax return, but they've they've made it way easier. I think the hardest part for me was remembering what our IDs and login information was. Um, There's also so many scholarships available. Um, they can be based out of your community, your school, your high school, or the college you're looking at. They can be based on the disability or disease uh, that your child has. It could be um, an extracurricular. Maybe your child is has been in French club for all four years of high school, and maybe there's a scholarship available if they're going to take French classes in college or band or music-based or, of course, sports-based scholarships. Um, There are also scholarships based on community involvement and volunteerism. So whatever your child is into, there's probably a scholarship for that. Now, you should focus probably on the larger ones. Maybe um, keep... Keep a checklist or a spreadsheet of what scholarships do you intend to apply for? What are their dates? You know, they all have different deadlines. Nobody, you know, every month you have different scholarship deadlines. They have different requirements of what you need to send in. You could work ahead a little bit. Uh, This is for college admissions, too. It applies to college admissions, too. Writing essays. So, you know, college admissions want essays usually, and many of the scholarships want essays. So, if you could write, uh, you can have your student write, I mean two or three different essays, you know, work on them over the summer maybe, make them great. Um, look up what the topics are. You can look those up, you know, what are the topics for school admissions that for 2023. Um, look them up, write several essays, get them really polished, make sure they tell your child's story. What hurdles have they overcome? What have they done with their lives? What community activities are they involved in? Get those essays written and polished up. Have Maybe have their high school English teacher look at them or um, things like that. Have fa- other family members look at them and ask questions about these essays. Get them looking really good. And then when a scholarship says, we want you to write an essay about this, You've already got an essay written about that, or you have an essay that's kind of close. You just tweak it a little bit to make it fit the prompt. It makes things so much easier. So have your, you know, spreadsheet. What do they need? When are the deadlines? Did we already apply for this? Um, you know, keep it organized because there, you're. we're going to get to a page that has lists of scholarships, and you're going to see there are so many available. It's important to stay organized, (laughs) know your deadlines, research early. Um, There's also a 529 college savings plan that you can save money and it can grow as an investment tax free for your child. And you can use that on college. So that's the 529 C for college savings plan. There's also uh, something called an ABLE account, and that is a 529A. It, they're very, very similar, except the college savings program can only be, be used by college, uh, for college. Anyone can have one. The ABLE account is for students who have a disability that started before age 22, and they can use it on college, but they can also use it on anything that will help them achieve a better life for an individual with special needs. So it could be that they need um, a vehicle or they need a computer or um, tutoring sessions or clothing or food or rent or a vacation, whatever they need to make their life better. So there's a lot more that you can use the ABLE account for. There are limits in terms of um, how much you can put in each year and how much you can keep in your ABLE account. So you can put in $17,000 to an ABLE account for 2023. You can put in more if your child has a job and they're working, Um, but you never want your ABLE account to go over $100,000. If you do, then they could be disqualified for other uh, programs like SSI and Medicaid. And again, vocational rehab might provide some support if they determine that your child needs that support in order to find competitive employment. Okay. Scholarships. So, like I said, we are going to um, email this to you, and all of these links will be clickable. So, you'll be able to click on all of these and do your scholarship searches, but we want you to think outside the box. Um, I'm not gonna read off all of these programs to you, but start with the Texas Department of Family and Protective Services. Um, they, There is a tuition waiver if your child was adopted um, or has been in the foster care system, um, There are waivers for college, so you won't even have to pay for college if your child was adopted Um, and they have a a list of scholarships, the clinic that you go to for your child, if, if you go to some sort of clinic like Baylor or Texas Children's, they might have scholarships available. There are these great big scholarship searches. They're quite overwhelming because there's so many things. So if there's an organization that you know that you've been involved with or someplace that your child has been volunteering, um, ask through there. You know, you never know. There could be something. Um, I mentioned my son who's who decided that music was his life very early on in his, um, in elementary school. Uh, Music has always been his life. And so my grandparents had founded a club in the Chicago area called the Ileana Club for Traditional Jazz. So all these jazz lovers would get together and have concerts. And um, it wasn't a jazz club in terms of like a venue, a club that you go to. It was a club like a book club or or whatever. Um, And so when I realized that my son was going to go to college for music, I reached out to the jazz club to see if they had any scholarships because I had a connection through my grandparents. And I know that the jazz club is focused on music and my son is going to music school. So just think outside the box of different opportunities and possibilities. Um, There is something called the Terry Scholarship. Now this scholarship, um, it's the single largest provider of private scholarships for Texas high school graduates that's out there. Um, There's 11 Texas schools that you can apply to um, to the Terry Scholarship for. Allison's daughter went to um, Sam Houston completely free on a Terry Scholarship. Uh, so these are out there, they're available. You can, you apply through the school. So let's say your child gets um, accepted to A&M and you apply for the Terry Terry Scholarship and she doesn't get it at A&M. But then she's also uh, applied for Texas State and applied for the Terry Scholarship through Texas State. And she gets in there and she gets the scholarship. Great, uh, that can happen with any of these schools. And then you could even transfer. So let's say your child has always dreamed of going to A&M, they apply and they get in but they don't get the scholarship but they get the scholarship at a different school. So what if they go to that different school for one year and then transfer to A&M, it still covers them. the the scholarship can transfer between these schools. So that might be a way uh, to get in there too. The Terry Scholar candidates have to have, be able to show leadership potential and character, a good scholastic record and ability and financial need. Um, There are in-person interviews with the board of directors and some alumni. Um, They have to show community leadership a well-rounded personality and grit. So who has more grit than a student who has had to overcome a disability, really? I mean, if anything, that's what they specialize in. Um, and they give them ongoing student success support, uh, alumni networking, and uh, service opportunities. And of course, the scholarship is is a full ride. Um, so it's it's great. Uh, one thing that the the reason that Allison's daughter qualified is because she had a long history of meaningful volunteer work. It wasn't just like two or three times a year. She acted as usher at church. It wasn't that kind of volunteering. It was volunteering 900 hours at different service organizations and, 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 really getting in there. Um, And these connections she made while she was volunteering all of those years throughout high school have translated into amazing work opportunities for her now and connections and networking uh, opportunities. So if your child is open to it and able to do it and has a heart for volunteerism, this is huge and, and you should really look into it. Okay, I talked about um, scholarships that pertain to your child's specific disability. There's a lot of those. Look up like the um, organizations for that disability, the Autism Society, the uh, there's deafness tuition waivers, um, scholarships for students who are deaf or hard of hearing, Epilepsy Foundation, Um, cystic fibrosis, the American Health and Disability Association, a bleeding disorder, the Immune Deficiency Foundation, any programs or organizations that work with whatever it is that your child has been diagnosed with, reach out to them. They've got money. The Hemophilia Foundation, um, the MS Society, childhood cancer, asthma, diabetes, Um, Learning disabilities, of course. Um, There's scholarships for cognitive disabilities. I mean, when you really look at it, there are a ton of scholarships out there. Even things like the scholarship that um, 3M brand runs for duct tape, that you make a dress for prom out of duct tape and the winner gets a big scholarship. There's wheelchair scholarships, um, medical scrubs collection scholarship, knee walker scholarships, schizophrenia re- reintegration scholarship. This page lists some of the visually impaired scholarships, maybe the blind veterans. Are you a veteran and your child is blind? Um, maybe the um, National Federation of the Blind. And then there's all kinds of scholarships, just unspecified, like um, the Epic Wheels Disability-Based Scholarship or Disabled Person Incorporated, the Springboard Foundation. So, so many possibilities for you. That's why it's important to keep them. um, Which scholarship for autism the one that I saw up here for specifically for autism was Living with Autism Scholarship. Again, we're going to send this to you and you can clink up, click on this link to find out more. Or just type into Google Autism Scholarships or Jobert Syndrome Scholarships or um, MS Scholarships or Down Syndrome Scholarships. You will find so many opportunities. That's why we say it's so important to keep organized and know when those deadlines are. These books are super helpful too when you're thinking about narrowing down colleges. Colleges that change lives talks about forty uh, schools that change the way you think about colleges. It's focused on smaller private colleges that that really, are out there doing great work. It's not not your typical college setting. Um, and then the Fisk Guide to Colleges, this that book is like this thick, <laughs> but it's super helpful. And then high schools all have really good college search engines too, where you can put in a price range. You can look at how um, How long it takes most people to graduate from that college? How many people actually do? What percentage actually do graduate? Because if you think about it, you know, yeah, your child can complete college in six years, but that means six years of tuition. So if if people aren't graduating within four years, you might want to consider why not? Um, Okay. That's all I have to say about that. (laughs) So um, we, we at Consolidated Planning Group do webinars three, four, five times a week. We do these free webinars based on topics surrounding special needs and disabilities and planning for your future. Uh, when you receive this, these slides, you can click right here. It will take you to the events tab on our uh on our website where we have all of our events which are the, uh, the webinars, all listed out for you so you can keep tabs on what we're doing and what topics are coming up next. Um, and when you're planning for the future, you know, we we have webinars on all of these different topics, you know, hour-long webinars on each thing, you know, how to develop a special needs care plan. The future care cost estimate, you know, what is it going to cost to pay for the care of your child for the rest of their lives? Um, The waiver and waiver programs here in Texas and how to make sure you're on their interest lists, SSI and SSDI and understanding what the difference is and how you qualify and how you apply and all of that. We can help you with ABLE accounts. We can help make sure your beneficiary designations are lined up correctly. Uh, If you need a special needs trust, we can guide you to an attorney who can help you write that up. And something that you need to know is that if child support is in your your world and you're part of your situation and you're going to receive child support beyond age 18 because of your child's disability, that needs to be redirected to a first-party special needs trust, or your uh, child is going to be disqualified for benefits. Residential living uh, complexes and communities, there are a lot out there, especially in Texas. Waiting lists can be long, so we can, uh, we've done webinars about those. Uh, guardianship alternatives to guardianship and healthcare power of attorney and and that sort of thing. We can guide you to an attorney to write that up for you. The law in Texas is that you need the least restrictive option that will fit your family. Um, and, And you can start the guardianship process when you're within six months of your child's 18th birthday. And then like we shared here, some post high school education options. Today we talked about a lot of the educational options, but we also have lists of transition programs or programs that are available for students who might not be on the path to college. This is our team real quick. I've, I've talked about Allison several times. She and her husband, Jeff, uh, sorry, live in Sugarland. There's my my glamour shot. Uh, Me and my husband, Andy, live in Missouri City in Siena. Um, And then we have girls who help with paperwork and phone calls. So you probably will talk to at least one of us here in the upcoming weeks. You know, we have collected your phone numbers and your email addresses. So expect to hear from us to see if you would like a free consultation. Uh, What we are talking about is that Everybody who comes to our webinars is invited personally to schedule a free consultation. So we uh, we do a Zoom call with you where we aim to answer your questions first and foremost. We want to know what is keeping you up awake at night and how can we help answer those questions for you. We learn about um, your needs, your family, your child, what's going on. and. Um, Then after we answer your questions and learn about you a little bit, we tell you how we work and we tell you about how we charge and see from there if it would be a good fit for us to to proceed uh, with our working relationship. So you can schedule that free personalized conversation on your own by using the QR code. It will take you uh, to where you can schedule You can call us at 281-690-1177, or you can email us at contact at cpgcares.net. You can also check out our Facebook page, our Instagram, our YouTube channel is where we put all of these webinars, and our podcast is available out there. Those will be clickable links when you get the slides. And like I said, we will be, I apologize now, we're going to be calling you to see if you would like to set up your personalized consultation. So please don't slam the phone down when we call. We're just checking in on you and making sure that your questions are getting answered. So I don't see any other questions coming through the chat box right now. Um, This is the time if you have a last minute question to get it in there. Otherwise, I will say... Thank you so much for having us here with you today. Thank you to Ashley and Jan um, for hosting. Thank you for spending your lunch hour with us. And um, you're always available. uh, We're always available for questions and comments so you can reach out to us and we can help you with that. I see a lot of people thanking us. I see a question about a gift card. I I don't know. we're not offering a gift card today for attending no i'm sorry um thank you thank you thank you and thank you for having us so enjoy the rest of your day your week whatever your calendar has in store for you and let us know if you need anything bye securities and advisory services offered through triad advisors member Finra and SIPC. Consolidated Planning Group Incorporated and Triad Advisors LLC are not affiliated. Advisory services offered through Consolidated Planning Group Incorporated. Consolidated Planning Group Incorporated is not affiliated with Triad Advisors.